Hello, music teacher friends. My name is Christina Whitlock, your anytime piano teacher friend, and this is episode 45 of the Beyond Measure podcast. It's getting exciting around here because next week marks my one year anniversary of launching this podcast. Cue the party horns and grab your hats <laughs> because I am feeling pretty great about this accomplishment, which, by the way, I could not have done without you. So, thanks for listening. So, since we can't party just yet, I thought we would talk today about one of the very best questions that we can ask ourselves as we navigate our teacher lives. (laughs) Wow, that's a big sell, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I've already talked about my love for asking ourselves the right questions way back in episode 15. That's the episode where I talked about the importance of reflecting on what is not working as well as what is working. So I still think those are great questions to ask. I still ask myself them like every week. (laughs) But I'm adding to the list today. And the question is, what is your objective? A little background to this question. My graduate pedagogy work was done under the tutelage of Dr. Lori Roden, And Lori was a student of Max Camp and Maurice Hinson, and I carry all kinds of pedagogical gems with me thanks to studying under her. So I have one really clear memory, though, of our first semester pedagogy course that I would like to share with you today. So you need to understand that our intro piano pedagogy course was set up in three different ways. So first, of course, we had a lecture class. We also taught a student in the community as part of that course. And once a week, those students that we taught met for a group class, which at the time, those of us taking the course were in charge of lesson planning for and teaching. Well, I remember very clearly that we were each told to prepare an activity for the group class the following week, and we each had to like pitch our activity to the class before the kids arrived, just making sure that we could help like troubleshoot any problems that we'd failed to see. Well, I remember doing this the first week. And I remember watching some of the undergraduate students struggle through their pitches before it was my turn. I could tell that Dr. Roden wasn't too thrilled with the ideas that had been presented thus far. (laughs) But I think I've mentioned before on this podcast (laughs) that of all the times in my teaching career, These were the years where I probably struggled with being a little too sure of myself, (laughs) and this moment was no exception. I had designed some kind of game that involved taping a giant grand staff to the floor, and I was having kids like hop up and down the staff by lines and spaces. 
But there were a lot of elements to this game. (laughs) In fact, it was so convoluted, I can't even really remember all the things that I had tried to include. And I don't know if it was kind of a riff on like shoots and ladders or what. Um, I really can't remember. But I do remember looking at my professor's face when I was done and she kindly said, Christina, what's your objective with this game? (laughs) To which I tried to ramble through the explanation of how kids would win the game. And she said, no, Christina, I mean your objective. As in, what concept are you even trying to teach here? (laughs) And I was a little stumped. And then I was a lot embarrassed. (laughs) And I think it kind of ties in with that whole solid before spectacular thing that I talked about a few weeks ago in episode 41. Because I realized in that moment, in trying to flex my creative muscles by having students get off the bench and hop around on a giant floor staff, which is not a bad idea, incidentally, (laughs) I had failed to identify a very important something. My objective. As in, what were we even trying to accomplish in the first place? Side note, in hindsight, since jumping around on the floor staff is the only thing that sticks in my memory, it sounds like I could have easily been aiming to drill line space, line space movement on the staff. But the problem is my actual proposal was way more complicated than that. So anyway, from that day forward, I hear Lori's question of, Christina, what's your objective? Like all the time, in many situations. And now, because this is how music teacher life works, here I am sharing it with all of you. Honestly, I think pretty much any decision that we need to make in our studios can benefit from asking ourselves this question. So for instance, let's say you are selecting new music for a student. What's your objective? Do they need a challenge piece? Do they need something especially engaging? Do they need something that focuses on a different meter? Do they need something less geared towards children? Do they need something with lyrics so they can sing along? Name your objective. When you are assigning a student's practice assignment for the week, what's your objective? We all know how easy it is to get caught up in that trap of turning the page in the method book and assigning the next theory page and calling it a day. And truly, I mean no offense if that's your master plan, (laughs) but can I ask you what your objective for the student's practice that week is? And maybe, just maybe, your objective is simply to get that student to the end of the book. (laughs) I'm not placing any judgment on that. It's a good goal. (laughs) And many method books are written with that exact objective in mind. The publishers, of course, would also agree. Get that student to the end of the book so they'll come by more, right? (laughs) But if you're like me and you really care about providing like specially individualized practice plans each week, well, my objective might be to get so-and-so to a place where they can record a certain piece in their lesson next week. 
or to get something duet ready. It might be to assign them work that's simple enough so that they can really focus in on strong fingertips this week. Or the list could go on and on. Let's think about when you're planning a recital. What's your objective? By the way, there are many answers to this question, but answering it for yourself will really help clarify your focus in those weeks leading up to the event. What about when you have to have a difficult conversation with a studio parent? Ooh, what's your objective? For me, that's pretty much always to maintain a positive relationship built on mutual respect, right? Yes, please. How about when you're planning your schedule? What is your objective? To keep your weekends clear? To wrap up by a certain time each night? Name it so that you know it matters. Do you see how many applications this question has? Whatever you're doing, name your objective. Of course, I haven't even named the most obvious and probably the most important application of this question, and that involves when we're practicing or when we're teaching our students to practice. My students know this spiel very well, but as hard as it is, if someone entered our practice space and said, Hey, Christina, what's your objective? I should be able to reply without any delay with the exact concept I am working on in that exact moment. (laughs) You know, I'm working to keep the triple meter flowing here, even though I'm really tempted to play each beat vertically. (laughs) Or I'm really trying to get the best fingering worked out in this passage. Or I just can't get the balance right here. Or whatever it might be. Now, we all know how difficult this is. (laughs) I used to do a lot of collaborative playing for a particular voice teacher, and this was a collegiate professor, and she used to make her students keep a practice journal. And they would have to mark their practice time, of course, but they would also have to make a list of things throughout the practice session that they worked on. Not just passages and not just the repertoire they worked on, but specifically, like, I worked to even out my vibrato here, or I tried to achieve more buzz here, or I fixed the rhythms in measure 17 through 20 and that kind of thing. Now, I will say that I philosophically disagree with practice journals, especially in my situation, (laughs) because more often than not, they're pretty much just an invitation to be dishonest. (laughs) But that's a topic for another show. (laughs) I will, of course, also point out that these were university kids who, of course, need to be held to very different standards than my pre-college students and my recreational adults. So I am not endorsing the practice journal per se. There's also nothing wrong with it. But I just remember being very struck by this concept of needing to constantly record your intentions of what you are practicing. I mean, we all know the trappings of mindless repetition in the practice room. (laughs) And it's our job to try and teach the up-and-coming generations how to do it better. So, if I were you, I would make sure that you start conditioning your students now 
to be able to answer that question during practice time. What's your objective? Even when we think we know what our objective is, there's still something about having to name it, like even out loud. It's just so good. <laughs> so, of course, this whole naming your objective thing is great in all kinds of scenarios outside the teaching studio as well. But, hey, I'm trying really hard to stay on topic here, okay? <laughs> So before I run too far off the rails, let's move on to my last objective for today, which is to toast you out of here for the week. Music teacher friends of the world, I know your brain spends more time spinning than it does at rest. We have a lot of goals. We have a lot of ideas. But I hope this episode has helped remind you that, just like we said a few weeks ago, if we try to address everything, we focus on nothing. So I encourage you today to think of your next task, whatever it is, and name your objective. (laughs) Repeat it out loud if you're afraid you're going to forget it. I do that an embarrassing number of times each day. So raise your glass with me and I say cheers to naming our objectives, my busy, busy friends. (laughs) Hear, hear. All right, episode 45 is in the books. Like I said, next week we will be celebrating my one-year podcast anniversary. Maybe it's launch anniversary. I don't know what to call it. I don't even know what I'm going to do yet, but we will party, I promise. <laughs> In the meantime, name your objectives, work hard, rest well, and be nice. That's the stuff, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>